Welcome to Paradelphia Radio. This is Rick Pruitt once again here in the Toxic Studios. And with me at the hmm. brand new Toxic Table yeah, yeah. is uh, Mr. Doug Hogate. Uh, hey, now. And you know, it's, listen, first of all, my apologies to everybody. We're starting late because, uh, yeah, I was running a little bit uh, late. And it's funny because I, 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 you know, might not be here a couple weeks because I keep having things come up. And when I do come, it's just like, I'm almost there. It's like the most anxiety I get driving here all the time. He was stuffing, <laughs> stuffing a chicken sandwich down his gullet. Yeah, no, no, I haven't eaten yet. But every time, but with that being said, I come here and yeah, there's just something new added all the time. So yeah, there's uh, yeah. there's new stuff here. There's there's gonna be some cool stuff going on this summer. So uh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely definitely the place to be here at, mm-hmm. at uh, Toxic Radio. Yeah. All right, so we are three weeks away from our big three hundred. Uh, yeah. Oh, my, you know what? I was going to mention that three to you tonight. weeks away. I I didn't know how many weeks. I do. Like I said, I was going to mention something to you about that tonight. Like, yeah. you know, I remember when we had our big like one hundred episode. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that was like two hundred two hundred ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and again, I mean, even going as far back as I think it was episode two or three when you and I. You yeah. know, our relationship began, yeah. you know? I mean, some marriages don't last it's, that long, uh, you know? And <laughs> yeah, my first was, uh, didn't. God knows. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was, again, I think it was two or three you interviewed me uh, about jumps, because your first interview was Susan uh, Beauvais. Beauvais. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, and then, uh, I, I can't even remember the number I came in as your co-host, but uh, again, it's just like amazing. 33 or something. Yeah, but it, again, it's it's just, you know, amazing with everything you you much like with jumps i'm sure with you you had this idea did you ever think this far along you'd be hitting episode 300 you I, know? I i couldn't even imagine having 300 topics to talk about right much well, less I'm, doing it for 300 well, think about how many times you know we've we've just won it not having that and it just yeah. it sort of flows you know yeah we're, it just works it's we're nerds those, and idiots all at the same time kinda, and we can do it you know <laughs> it, it writes itself sometimes yeah, yeah exactly all right so uh so tonight's gonna be one of those shows kind of we have mm. a couple topics topics to talk about uh um, but mainly, we're going to be doing some para news, mm-hmm. and we're going to be doing um, toward the end of the show. We're going to do seven unsolved mysteries from New Jersey. All right, I'm not involved in any, right? I don't think I've done. We anything don't know. Bad. They're unsolved. That's so true. Yeah, dumb. maybe, yeah. maybe you true. are. Yeah. Plus, uh, you know, with it's so funny too. Which I'm, I'll talk about this now before we get started. But like um, now that that COVID is, it's still there. But it's I, I don't even know how on to put run. it. Whether it's yeah, I guess we got so. it on the run. Yeah, which again, it's so weird now to see people in stores and public places without masks. Oh yeah, yeah it was it's weird a, with them at first. Thing. Now you look at them like, shouldn't they be in prison? But anyway, <laughs> um, and then the whole the whole vaccine. But anyway, so with things calming down, I literally in the matter of I I think I'm gonna say two three weeks have gotten like four residential investigation requests like like it's almost like people were i guess maybe the ghosts have been back, waiting for a year and a half right well either that or i guess maybe people with you know holding back having people into their home or whatnot but i yeah there are i have i've spoken to three i have one more i'm speaking to tomorrow i would be curious and uh yeah i, I got i'd be curious to find out whether or not these investigations that you go on for a, for a little while here at least right um, after the whole COVID thing blows blows over, mm-hmm. whether they are more intense the investigations than right. previously, and that's what I'm. It, it it's funny you say that because that's something that I'm actually curious to see. Also, is you know with within a sense, 
I don't want to say not being disturbed, but with with things being so calm, which I know we briefly like spoke of, you know, before is with all the stuff that's going on and how just you know, energy and atmosphere has changed over the last, you know, just over a year now. Yeah, what kind of effect now when you're actually using the tools, using the devices right. to see how they will react and, and what kind of uh, readings and what kind of evidence will yeah, capture. I, so. I mean, depending on how strictly people ad- adhered to the um, to the stay-at-home mandates. Um, right. Uh, and I know some people, like, really, really strictly. Like, some I, people are still, I, like, they are still it, imprisoned, it, you know? To me, t- I never, like, locked myself in my house. Like, mm. I, I, I still had to go out and get food. I went out to places I had to go. It, it, right. I didn't do it as often. I think maybe the first week, you know, when everything kind of shut down, you were like, not even to, and it wasn't even so much with uh, being like, oh, we got to stay in locked in. I think it was just more along the lines of what there was nothing to do. Everything yeah. was closed in there. What so? Uh, yeah, but I, you hear people that, that talk even now, and they're like, they're like, oh, thank God, I can, I can go outside again. Yeah, it's almost like can't open I'm windows. Like, you didn't go out, right. actually go outside for a year, like really. Right. Like it was a zombie apocalypse yeah. kind of deal, you know. But so, but, uh, yeah. but the reason I'm bringing that up is, you know, you wonder if, if some of those people, if they were literally living in these houses that maybe they had in, uh, infestations or whatever, mm-hmm. um, given the fact they were living in, in this place and not going out, did that affect right. the, 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 the haunting? Did it did it affect them personally, psychologically? And, and that's and that's kind of with what you're saying. Yeah, I've, that's kind of like kind of two theories I've written down so far with, with interviewing these people on the phone prior to getting this all lined up is that, right, like you had said, being stuck longer in a house, that energy of, even you know, the, the anxiety, depression, or whatever the case is where you are trapped in there for that longer right. period of time, yeah. spiking. But in addition to that, another theory is where people do go out and have to live their lives, work, whatever the case may be. Um, maybe it's just that the activity has, in a sense, always been there, but because they're more present at home all the time, they're really seeing what it's like when was the ghost showing off? Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of they had a captive audience, right? It's kind of like you know, if you, a, a kid where they're used to maybe after school for three hours being on their own, but then all of a sudden their parents are now. It's kind of like oh, I don't have that freedom, so to speak. Yeah. So, Mom so there's yeah, there are quite a few different things that I I know that I'm I'm interested in seeing and I'm curious to see, but uh. You know, and of course, with that being said, we'll talk more because, uh, you know, I know depending on you and and how you're doing, coming on the investigations as well. I mean, definitely some things that we'll look at and theorize in addition to helping the people as well. It's not all about us. We. Right. Yeah. But again, it's it's just interesting how it's just this big, sudden blow up of I I need an investigation. Yeah. So. All right. So. uh yeah, like I said, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. about some mysteries that uh, are still lingering here in the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get to that, um, I want to uh, do a little bit of power news. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? You up for it? That's always my favorite. All right, let's roll with some people. Let's roll with power news here. Four corners of planet Earth, from the far reaches of the known universe, you can run, but you cannot escape. Paradelphia News. <laughs> All right. Uh, has he been vaccinated? I don't want to be near that uh, that guy. Uh, I wouldn't want to be been near around, him, even if he was. He's been around longer than the show itself. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So first one here, and these are all coming from uh, again uh, Mysterious Universe 
dot uh, com. One they, of my they favorites. Do a, yeah, they do, they collate a lot of these stories um, mm-hmm. and do little snippets on them. Um, when I post the link, I just post their one link. But right. but when you click on that link, you get their page, and they have links to individual stories if you wanted to dig in further. Right. It's like they summarize the yeah. bigger one. Yeah. yeah. So the first one says, and I haven't heard of this before, but but hey, what do I know? <laughs> The so-called, quote, blood snow, which shows up in the summer on mountain glaciers worldwide, is Mm. actually caused by green algae and is good for the environment. It causes the snow melt that feeds rivers. But a a new DNA study found that climate change is messing with their systems, and that's not good for the local economy. So blood snow. I assume what this is just by the description. It, I it, we see you see the the, the rivers and right. lakes that turn red mm-hmm. because of the algae. Right. Exactly. I assume it's the same thing. Right. On, on snow. Right. And 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 that's and it's funny what you saying. That first thing that popped into my head is one of the biblical theories of the uh the the rivers turning red. Right. That being theorized before as being like you said the algae because algae does the red so sea. much yeah. to to the water and and turns all kinds of colors that it. So so yeah, that's that's crazy. Now it's doing snow. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah I mean uh, apparently it's uh you know. That's what it is, but it's uh, we're, we're again we're messing with the uh, climate and mm-hmm. did you see who knows what repercussions right. is going to be for that? Uh, have you seen also um, not to go too far off topic? Uh, there was I, I didn't look into it yet, but I had something pop up. I guess they've named a, n- a new ocean in this world. I saw. He, here's the thing about that. Okay, I teach right, right? and that's why. Yeah, so I don't usually teach like social studies, but sometimes in my job I. Uh, especially at the beginning of this year, I kind of was setting the uh, the groundwork for my lessons, and I did show the kids the continents and the oceans. Okay, yeah. When I was a kid, there was no such thing as something called the Southern Ocean. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now there is. <laughs> okay. Now there's something just north. Uh, it's it, it's yeah, like yeah. between the um, Antarctica and the bottom of South America and... Um, that, so that little, Africa, that kind of little point, those like a, little, like a strip of ocean yeah. between where Antarctica is and and the bottom of those two continents, right, is now called the Southern Ocean. Okay. Whereas when I was a kid, that was just the was bottom just, portion of the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. It's where they met, kind of. I, I yeah. would figure, you know. And I and I looked at this. I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. When did this become a thing? <laughs> Someone got bored and just started so, naming portions. Someone yeah. bought that part portion so of I, it. And... I don't know. Like I don't. Not, I'm not sure what you're referring to, but no, that's, that's what and, I'm. No, and you, that is because again, I I uh, saved the the thing that popped up because it's National Geographic, and it says they've been making them since 1915. But uh, it says that. Uh, uh, but it, it, that's exactly what it is, the Southern Ocean, because it shows a, a picture of the, the glaciers and icebergs yeah. and everything near in the Southern Ocean. And I just, I, again, I didn't have a chance to fully read into it to know that that's what they were referring to, like where exactly it was. Yeah. So, but that that's... Somewhere along yeah, the way. It, it, uh, again, it's almost added like... Added an ocean. Yeah, it's almost like governments are selling portions. You you can, hey, yeah, uh, uh, act now. You can own a part of the ocean. The Amazon.com yeah. ocean. Yeah. I'm going to buy an acre of ocean. Stick name around. It. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You wait. I'm going to name it Doug's Piss- I give it. I give it 10, give it 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the Amazon.com ocean. 
<laughs> Previously yeah. known as the Atlantic. SpaceX. The yeah. the SpaceX right. portion. Or, yeah, Just I know wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Everything's for sale. <laughs> Speaking of which, in a new tweet, Elon Musk discusses oh. cold hard cash. Or di- I'm sorry, this is cold hard cash, saying that, quote, goods and services are the real economy. Any form of money is simply the accounting thereof. Okay. So this nitwit thinks that the economy is based on the actual goods and services and not money. So then if I want to buy, let's say, this chair for Mike, I can say something like, hey, I'll give you 10 Pepsis for it, in a sense. I mean, is that 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 kind of... That's kind of what it sounds like. Right, it's almost like... completely undermines the entire... Um, what do they call that? The gold standard. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, try going into a store with you know, you know, shoes and say, I have these laying around. So oh, I, it's it's, it's, it's bartering is what it is. Yeah, there you go. Right. It's, it's a bartering system. What's so, up, Mike? You guys, you got a comment on that? Maybe he really wants to sell me one of these chairs for you. Just, you know, you're just trying to show your face on screen. What do you <laughs> What do you think? Are, are are we uh, are we getting to the point point where we're gonna start bartering? Maybe shit? maybe I just wanted to, to give give uh, Doug the look, just the toxic oh, Mike look, look of what? disapproval. Well, I said we're not bartering for anything in here. Ten Pepsi's for this chair, take it or leave it. I'm telling you, leaving yeah. it. You take your Pepsi's <laughs> and you do it like the Rock. You turn it sideways and you know what to do from there. I'll just wheel out with shine it, it up. I'll wheel out with it. Turn that again. turn that to the mid sideways. <laughs> you know where the candy I'm goes. Gonna, I'm gonna buy the chair and then sell a portion of it to advertising yeah, to, right. uh, to to Pepsi, you know? So, anyway. A new study of the U.S. adults of U.S. adults found that only 33% would use a hypothetical life extension treatment that would allow them to live forever. Hypothetical? E- even if, yeah, because it doesn't exist. Okay, yeah. Even if uh, it were available today. While 42% would refuse it and 25% say they were unsure. Hmm. So, again, 33%, one out of every three people, Right. if there was a, a, a pill or a, a lotion or whatever. A vaccination. Vaccination, whatever, <laughs> that would extend your life okay, yeah. forever. 33%. One in three people would do it. 66% of the people either wouldn't do it or aren't sure. Right. Right. Uh- to me, if that was, again, if it wasn't hypothetical, let's say 10 years from now they came out with that being a thing. Again, my hypothetical scenario yeah. here. I think it would be just like anything else. Again, I don't mean to keep bringing up the vaccine where you have that percentage saying how, oh, the COVID vaccine, I'm not putting that in. You would have those people saying, you oh, have I have it with everything. It, yeah. Exactly. So. But then again, again, like what I guess the whole point of this is, is, you know, who really wants to live forever? I, I actually read years ago, <laughs> I read a book. I forget the name of it right now. Um, it was actually pretty good. It was a book that had that as a premise where okay. there was like this um, a shot or something that you could get and it w- and you would literally live forever. You would it wouldn't make you younger, but whatever age you were, it would stop. You would stop your aging. But see, then does it. OK, it stops your aging. But like. You could still get killed in, in, yeah, in yeah, accidents. Yeah, you could still have accidents. Okay, like, you know, I could, my head wouldn't fall no, off no, and no, I'd no, still no. be talking. No, but yeah, you yeah. wouldn't ever get sick. You would never die I of see. natural causes. Okay. And, it, and the book, it was interesting because it was part uh, fiction, but it was also part, like, psychological study. Right, right. Because, you you, you know, what happened in the book was you, you had, um, I forget how it all went. I was, that was years ago I saw this, but it was like, or read this, but it was like underground... Um, medication like they were they were selling this because when you got to a certain age i think you couldn't 
use it, I think, or okay. something like that. Like the age of twenty, at twenty-five, you had you had to make a choice to use it. But if you were, or you could make a choice to use it. But if you were like over sixty or something like that, right, that you couldn't. I got. And you. the idea was that they still wanted people to die. Because they wanted to, because the resources wouldn't be there if, if everybody lived forever. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I see. Right. Right. So it was like this thing where, like, it was this whole um, drama that played out where people were trying to get the the, the drug mm-hmm. that were older, but the younger people were. You know, right. it, it almost sounds like the the, and, the, the bitching the millennials do right. now. Right. And not only that, with you saying, I actually just just searched this real quick because it popped in my head. You know, you do have how many of that percentage uh, would be people that have a fear of dying, and yeah. like right here it says, according to 2017 survey of American fears, this was by Chapman University, 20.3 percent of Americans say they are afraid or very afraid of dying. So. With you said twenty percent, twenty point three, yeah, twenty point three. There's a lot of people lying in that. You know, that saying that they have this. It's fear. a lot higher than twenty percent. I was going to say this fear of death. Well, see, I, I think it's how it's. Ca- I feel they need to characterize that a little bit more because there's a difference. A fear of dying, like oh my god, I got to watch where I step. I don't want to fall and possibly die. It's almost like you have that absolute fear of dying, like I can't let anything happen, or you have that thing where I don't want to die. If it happens, it sucks, but I don't want it to happen. So I, I think there's different levels. Well, the only of people it. that I that yeah. I've ever heard that have had this cavalier attitude, like it's cool, I'm fine with it, are people that have had and t- and they talk about this have had near death experiences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where they come back and they're just like, yeah, I've seen everything and it's cool. It's like an acceptance. Now, that makes me personally feel a little better. Right. That, you're, that you're so confident yeah, all of yeah. a sudden. Mm-hmm. Maybe you did see something. Maybe we're good. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. but short of that, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't have some kind of a, a fear of that because that's the ultimate unknown. It is. It, it, and, that's, and that's where the fear is. It isn't so much the fear of dying. It's the fear of the unknown. It's yeah. not knowing what the hell happens right. when you die. So... Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but but you're right. It is. It is interesting. Yeah. Twenty point. How about higher than twenty percent? You know. So you got like you know. I'd say closer to eighty percent lying in that freaking survey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all the cool freaking tough people trying to be like, oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm fine. <laughs> Some scientists are warning that those growing mega constellations of tens of thousands of satellites, like the Star- uh, Starlink network, mm. will eventually burn up in the atmosphere and release tons of chemicals that could damage the ozone layer and geoengineer the planet in unforeseen ways. So basically, there are satellites out there li- linked together. There, yeah. Well, go and ahead. I'm sorry. What happens when they crash into the atmosphere all at one time? Right. And see, me being the space nerd that I am, um, yeah. So for anybody who isn't sure of what the Starlink is, Starlink, there are literally on top of all the other satellites. We like, I just picture the International Space Station looking out at the thing and just seeing all this shit passing by because all the stuff we got orbiting this Zoom. Earth. Yeah. Zoom. And, you know, hence all the space junk right. and stuff. But anyway, Starlink, in a nutshell, it's it's a group of satellites. It's communication. They want to use it for, you know, worldwide internet one day, everything. It's just these random communication small satellites. Don't we already have but, worldwide internet? Huh? What's that? Don't we already have that? Worldwide it, internet? I, who, I, I don't know, but they literally... Worldwide web. That's what WWW you, stands yeah, for. Yeah, well, the, the, the connection of it. You know, anyway, so, <laughs> but with the Starlink, I mean, they literally are, like, sending up 
freaking a new satellite would yeah. connect to this like every week. But uh, I get what you say, and their like NASA and SpaceX, their whole explanation with fear of that is they all try to say, oh well. Everything that they're made of will burn up in the atmosphere because, right. again, it, the when they're returning to space, it gets like 4,000 degrees right. as they return. But, again, they can easily say that, but Who you knows? get hit in the head with a bolt that survived that reentry. Who knows? You know, so... All right. Herpetologists in, northern, in the northern Amazon mm. region discovered oh. <laughs> three new species of fat, narrow-mouthed, Zombie frogs. Did you say herpy? Herpetologists. 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 Not herpes. Okay. Herpetologists. Like, <laughs> like I snakes get and frogs. It just, yeah. <laughs> uh, zombie frogs, which get their name because the scientists have to dig the rare frogs out of the mud, uh, muddy ground during heavy rainfalls when mm. the males croak their mating call. Yeah. Uh, it still doesn't explain why they call them zombie frogs. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Might be shy frogs, maybe. Maybe it's, I don't know. maybe it's you know how there's 50 million definitions in thing. Maybe there's that's more a, for the zombie. That's a weird, weird story. <laughs> the ghost of drug kingpin Pablo Escobar haunts Colombia via the four hippos he mm. imported for his personal menagerie, which escaped and quickly grew to 100, and are threatening native wildlife with their prodigious poop, which pop, uh, pollutes waterways, fuels algae blooms, and deprives fish of their oxygen. Okay. This is an actual story. So Pablo. L- let's back up here. Let's let's take this is there's a lot yeah. to unpack here. Because I literally in that like ten seconds I just thought of all kinds of trigger Pablo items Escobar. If I was investigating. Pablo that. Escobar was a was a strong man right. back in the early nineties, I believe it was. Yeah, Late eighties, early nineties. Like yeah. Basically he was uh I saw an, an, a, a really good uh, thirty for thirty documentary on ESPN about mm-hmm. him a few years back. He was kind of like the um Robin Hood. Well, yeah, like anybody that got drug, it most likely came well, from he, his most likely. He, he was I mean. a drug dealer. He was a right. drug kingpin. Yeah, right, right. But what he would do is he would he would you know he made himself ridiculously rich. But mm-hmm. what he would also do is give money to these communities that were and yeah. give give parks and give things like material goods to these communities that were just dirt poor. I mean, you know, so hey. they loved him. They he was sure. like a fucking god to these people because right. he had all this money and he was giving it. To them, he wasn't just using it to. Yeah, exactly. But right. he, but he got this money mm-hmm. by selling drugs to the U.S. and a bunch of other places. It's so tenfold. It's just like, how do you, so, yeah? You know. And 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 he 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 was killed. You know, long well, story yeah, short, he yeah. was killed back in the uh, mid nineties. I think it was right. So Pablo Escobar apparently had a menagerie of animals, and right. part of that was four hippos mm-hmm. that escaped and did what hippos. Do naturally and eventually grew to a hundred hippos. <laughs> I didn't know hippos were like rats. I mean, Hippo, hippos are like bunnies. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, it's like he he hungry, might have, hungry hippos. I was say he must have you jumped know? in one. He's possessing <laughs> Pablo Escobar is possessing a rhino or a hippo. Hippo, yeah, a hippo. So but, yeah, but now there's a hundred of them and they poop all over the place and and it, it messes with the waterways and nah, deprives geez. fish of oxygen and now see if he was still here he would use that money to get rid of that, hippo poop in the water. That seems like a stretch. Yeah, we, yeah, have, we have hippos that are crapping all over the place. Hang on, let's blame this on a guy that on, died right. twenty-five years ago. It, again, it's just trying to put. That's what cracks me up. Is always trying to put the blame on something. So it's like <laughs> take away from me. Like it's mm. an Arkansas angler fishing at Beaver Lake in the Ozark Highlands last week reeled in an extremely rare gold-colored largemouth bass. Mm. Largemouths are usually green and brown, but this once-in-a-lifetime 
gold, sorry, once in a million, gold one suffered from, wow, xanthrochronism, which is the absence of black and brown pigment. Mm. So a gold largemouth bass. I'll bet you he didn't catch him release that one. No, I'm sure not. That Absolutely. sucker's on his wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, football, the soccer kind. Mm-hmm. Star Chris Smalling says he and his topless model wife, Sam, were, quote, gobsmacked to see a silent UFO that flew low in front of them and then stayed high in the sky for an hour hmm. before they had to leave the scene. Both swear it was not a drone and they were not on magic mushrooms, but both were too gobsmacked to take a photo or video. Mm-hmm. Again, lot to unpack here. Right, right. Chris Smalling, I don't know who the hell this guy is. Right, He's a okay. soccer player, I guess. Yeah. You the, don't know him? The interesting <laughs> part of this is his wife, Sam, mm-hmm. the topless model. Uh, yeah, uh, who what, doesn't? That's, I, I don't, what does that even mean? Uh, I it, guess. She's a model who always appears topless? I guess, maybe. Like she's, she's, she's modeling uh, for milk and she's topless? Either that or maybe it's one of those things where she's just like, listen. I'll pose for a porn magazine, but I ain't taking the panties I, off. I will not. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. I, I will not uh, wear a top. She only gets half she, of what the rest of them get. She, you know? she walks down the street and just lets it all hang out I, from the waist I, up. I, 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 Topless model. Look at all the things they have out there nowadays. Like you're really surprised. I mean, what that would be like? <laughs> not now. Think of it the opposite way. Being like pantless model, pantless so model. it's like I won't take my shirt off. I'll take my pants off all day. Yep, sounds like something Mike would do. I'll take my pants off all day, but I ain't taking the shirt off. He did that when I came in. <laughs> did that oh, when did I he? Came in. Oh, hey, yeah. Rick, I want to show you what I just. I want to show you. I want to show you my new profession. That's uh, but yeah. <laughs> that's so that's the news. So I, you know, it. it I, I'm just I'm I'm gobsmacked, frankly, by that. Uh, mm-hmm. That the, the the topless model part was more interesting than the well, ufo right and the fact too that you have this story and the way they throw in these little descriptive things yeah. like you know you could have left out you could have hell out. nobody even really knows who the you hell the soccer was, player was you give her a last name just uh, sam yeah. sam, sam top, the topless model sam the topless model all right now you're gonna have them perverts listen and google on her <laughs> and stuff all right so let's move on here uh so new jersey has mm-hmm. some mysteries that happened um Obviously, in the state yeah. over the years, uh, we've been a state for what three hundred and whatever years, mm-hmm. um, and there's a, a sh- I'm sure a lot more than seven, oh, but yeah. these are the seven that popped up here in this onlyinyourstate.com oh, okay. article. All right, so number one, and this is probably the most popular one, the, mm-hmm. or the most uh, well known one. Let's put it that way: the Lindbergh kidnap kidnapping. Oh yeah, yep. So probably one of the most famous unsolved mysteries in our state. Uh, the Charles Lindbergh uh, kidnapping. His son, Charles Jr., was abducted from the family's East Amwell home on the evening of March 1st, 1932. His body was found two months later near the Lindbergh home. Ransom had been de- been demanded and paid, though the child was not returned. The bills were traced throughout the country, but many led back to one man, Bruno Hauptmann. Bruno was convicted and executed, but maintained his innocence. There are several theories that suggest another man, John Condon, was involved, but this has never been proven. Yeah, that's a big one in New Jersey, the whole so, Lindbergh kidnapping. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I can say about this that hasn't been said for the past hundred years. But, right. You know, it's, it's, it is very strange. There, was, there were movies that were made about it. Oh, gosh, Stewart yeah. I started a movie ages ago about mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> um, 
I, I mean, mean it, not only that too. You, you again, much like any other kind of mystery or murder or any kind of thing that happened way back, you know, the technology back those days. That's why I always say, detective and police and people like that back in the days before they had forensics and everything, yeah. they were some bad ass freaking people in that position because again, you didn't have shit. You had to literally be a thinker. To well, solve these things, you, in a sense, you know, like... If you did it yeah, right. Because, which, well, you're right. Because that's another thing, too, is police departments back then, they didn't communicate nationwide. And, yeah, you know, no. everything, buddy, you could be a serial killer on one side of the country and go to another and no one would know any different. Yeah, you know, so. but, with, but, but the, the, the fame that Lindbergh brought to that case... Right, right. Um, worldwide fame, mm-hmm. that had to be a lot of pressure. Oh, God. On that police department to mm-hmm. to come up with a with a name and with a um a, a perpetrator and who knows maybe they just so, maybe had one little piece of evidence and that's why they accused it just to kind of push them off their back. Was but, this guy really the guy? Exactly. Yeah. Just want to throw a name out there. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely, and that'll always be. I mean, hopefully one day, but that'll be one of those mysteries forever. All right. Number two, and this one's you know again kind of sad. It's more recent too. Mm-hmm. January twelfth, nineteen eighty four. Seven year old Gary Grant Jr. told his mother he had quote an appointment at two mm-hmm. thirty, but would be back later. A seven. His mother simply believed he had a play date, but when he did not return by that evening, the family grew concerned. Huh. After contacting Gary's friends, his mother learned he did, in fact, spend time with them, but left to go home around 4.30. What happened after that is a mystery. Several days later, his body was found bludgeoned in a parking lot two miles or two blocks from the family home. Nearly two years later, a message was found scrawled on a police car. Quote, Gary Grant is dead. I am living. Another will die on one twelve eighty six if all goes right. Huh. A second message, scratched into a sidewalk, was found a few weeks later. Gary Grant Jr. lives. I still killed him. Son of a pig son of a pig officer, payback is an MF. Hmm. This is this led officials to believe Gary may have been murdered as revenge against his father, who was an Atlantic City cop. Huh. Even still, an emotionally disturbed friend was arrested for the crime. However, the case was later dismissed, and murder the murder remains unsolved. Now, see, it's hard because, you know, when you have, again, something that obviously was made public because of the severity of it and everything, and it, when you get these messages in the sidewalk and the police, I mean, it's almost like, was it just somebody messing around that didn't have anything? Well, to do I, with it, yeah. Or uh, again, it's so hard. To, I go back to the very beginning of the story where it says that your seven-year-old has, a, yeah, told you he had an appointment, and you were like, "Oh, go All to right, your play date. Go to your appointment without question." That was look. This was almost uh, yeah. forty years ago. Right. Times were different. This is when, yeah, your kids, you could send them off to go ride their bikes around Times the neighborhood very, very all friggin' day. Taryn and I were just talking about this. I, I, I. I looked into, uh, there's actually a, a podcast that I've been listening to. Um, it just started up. It's called, I think it's called The Devil Within or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what it is. Every season of this podcast is going to be a uh, seven or ten part breakdown of a case of okay. what seems like or was perpetrated to be a demonic possession case. Oh, wow. And really? the first one has to do with a murder that happened in 1988 in northern New Jersey uh, where a kid, a 14-year-old kid in this, like, completely suburban, you know, all-American town, 
all-American Irish Catholic family bludgeoned his mother and stabbed his mother to death and then committed suicide. Wow. And they found found out that what had happened was over the course of about six weeks, mm-hmm. this kid went from normal, like average, everyday, all American kid, and just and he got caught up in uh, Satanism. Okay, and he like just did a three sixty. He all, like, he was all about it. Got all the books, got the got into the music, right? And in six weeks' time, he became this other person completely, right? Now, I haven't listened to the whole, uh, I mean, they haven't re- released the whole series yet, but I looked into a couple of these books that, that they use for uh, background information, and they're really, really, really interesting. They talk about a lot of things, but they talk about how that satanic panic of the, of the mid-1980s and late-1980s, oh, God, yeah, where yep. that actually came from. And and I'm not going to get into. We don't have time to get into it right now. But I'll, I might I may actually do a show on this because mm-hmm. it's just so damn interesting. Right. It, it literally started back in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. and it, it you can see how the progression went from there all the way up through the 20th century. Right. With the attitudes that people took towards child abuse and how they turned their heads to things like that because mm-hmm. the nuclear family in America was so sacred mm-hmm. that nobody would suggest or think that a parent would harm their child. Right. It was un- literally unthinkable. Exactly. If you did. And and even if you thought it, most people were like, yeah, but that's their business. Like, that was literally the attitude. There was no communal, yeah. like, let's make sure that the mm-hmm. kids in general in the community are safe. Are, are safe, right. You were your own little island. Every home was your own little country so to speak right right and how you ran your country what you did behind was your, your door. business exactly and what that you was the attitude and, right. so that's why it took so long for this to to kind of catch hold where they had mm-hmm. the, the you know the reporting of uh potential child abuse cases but again I, i'm not going to get into this all right now right because you got to think that the that whole uh the satanic uh you know panic, fear the yeah. panic right i mean that was i, I look at that's kind of like the modern day witchcraft so to speak well they you know? they, they, like, they draw a direct comparison between that and salem right and right. it's funny because i mean it's it's point for point for point mm-hmm. and they draw direct comparisons in about seven or eight different ways and you think about it going right. holy shit that's absolutely yeah. dead on right it was a modern day salem Witch trials in a different context. Exactly. Yeah. But but again, it, and 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 it's crazy, you know, and 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 going with like what you were saying about the the person or the kid you were talking about where he did a complete yeah. three sixty. I mean, getting into statism, something like that. I mean, you just when you're unaware, if you were always good, and you suddenly do that. You know, there's four stages of possession, and if you're someone that is not aware of it, you're opening yourself up that being possessed is something that is not going to be hard whatsoever. If, he took the express and, elevator. So, so, you know, I mean, and one final thing I'll say, that's like the serial killer, um, uh, the, the one that, um, he was like the lawyer, he defended himself, he, not Bundy? John, yeah, Ted Bundy. Yeah. He kept his innocence till he was executed because yeah. he always said no that wasn't me but obviously it was to me obviously i knew in his i feel in his head he knew that yes physically he did it but i think that he was someone that suffered from split personality the bad him was the one doing all them serial killings 
But then the good him, in a sense, I just think he. Was, uh, I mean, he, I think he was a complete narcissist. Well, I, well there's no that, doubt he that, was. It really, just, honestly, thought he would get away with it. Yeah, and, I mean, and, he and could you're, fool anybody. Right, right. You know, it's just yeah. It, it, again, we could sit here for days yeah. and months trying to. All right. So next one on the list here: the murder of Sigrid Stevenson. Uh, the above building, which obviously we don't have uh, for our viewers here, but I'll post these in the uh, show notes. The above building may look like just any other on the College of New Jersey campus, but it isn't quite as welcoming. Kendall Hall was home to a gruesome murder in 1977, the details of which still haunt the campus. The body of 25-year-old Sigrid Stevenson was found on the main stage of the music hall, beaten and bloody. It's believed she attended a show the night before her body was found, and she stayed after to practice the piano. She never left, according to some, and she's still there today. Mm. There have been no suspects or leads in her murder, and it remains a cold case. Wow. So this woman was murdered on a stage in the middle of a college campus, and there was no leads, nothing. Nothing. Just boom. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm. Missing, number four, missing atomic bombs off Atlantic City coast. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, they go missing all I mean, the time. I mean, you know, if, just just don't shake it too much. <laughs> on uh, blah, 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 where are we at here? On July 28, 1957, an Air Force C-124 Globemaster took off on a routine flight from Delaware to Europe. The plane's cargo consisted of se- uh, several nuclear bombs and one nuclear core. Shortly after the flight began, the plane had some serious issues. Two of the engines needed to be cut, and an emergency landing was essential. The pilot was to land at Atlantic City's Naval Air Station, but the plane was dropping too rapidly. Cargo needed to be dropped. Two nuclear core-free missiles were dropped into the Atlantic Ocean several miles offshore. Uh, Because the missiles did not have their core, they contained no radioactive material. Still, they were highly explosive. No explosion was reported after the drop, and according to official reports, the the bombs have still not been found to this day. Wow! So they could still be somewhere. So they're not going like, to. Yeah, it's not going to be a nuclear explosion. Well, no, but no, no, it no, is no. going to be a gigantic explosion. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> if wow. they ever, you know, That's the wrong it. fisherman drops a line down, <laughs> pulls something you know, up, be like, "Whoop! Did me never die?" Got happen. something it's here, <laughs> Bob. I got something here. You know. He's going to have more than that because he's going to have everything blown up. Yeah, yeah. Uh the ghost sniper of Camden. Number five. Oh, what really? Huh. On January twenty fifth, nineteen twenty eight, a bus windshield and the windshield of four other vehicles were shattered by unknown projectiles while crossing the Camden Bridge, which I believe the Camden Bridge is what they used to call the Ben Franklin Bridge. Is oh really? Okay. I think. Or, gotcha. or, I'm not. Or either either Whitman or the Franklin. I don't remember which which it was now. Uh, now you got me curious. As look, you're reading, I'm going to look that Google up. that. Okay, I got you. I'm on it. <laughs> the attacks continued for months, though no one was severely injured. No gunshots were heard, and it is possible the perpetrators were menacing youths with slingshots. Even hmm. still, it's quite strange that there were so many attacks and no one was ever caught. Uh, I don't. Is it really odd? Because it could have been kids with slingshots. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there could have been so many different things. You uh, know, it's just, yeah. yeah it's, um, that's kind of weird. All right, uh, number six, the disappearance of William Ebenezer Jones III. On December 17, 1962, three-and-a-half-year-old William Jones was playing in, his, uh, playing in front of his Vineland home with his dog and younger sister. His mother says she was watching the children through the window but left for a moment to check on her other son. Hmm. When she returned... Her daughter was standing in the doorway holding a plastic poinsettia. William was gone. His sister said that a man had given her the plant and taken William. 
The family searched the neighborhood and the police were called, but no trace of William could be found. It is believed he may have been taken by either a sex offender or a family wanting to raise a child. Mm. William's case is the oldest unsolved disappearance of a child under five in the state of New Jersey, and he may still be out there today, alive and unaware. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this guy would be about 65, 64, 65 years old. And and I've, you know, sometimes I have no idea. I've wondered at looking at watching documentaries or seeing things about these kids who years and decades ago or babies who just disappeared, been kidnapped or whatever the case is. How many of them, again, are just living a regular life because they were kidnapped by somebody that they have no idea? Yeah. You know, it's just. I mean, obviously, the the, the person who, stole who did them is it not probably tell them. No, they probably gave something like, "Oh, you were adopted. We yeah. adopted you." And it, you know, but I, yeah, you got to think how many people out there are, are like that. It's every sixty-five yeah. year old male in the entire country, entire world, really, is is it, it, potentially it, this kid. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm still having a hard time trying to. It looks like it was the Ben Franklin Bridge. Yeah, I yeah, I just so. wanted to make sure you know I I had that right. But yeah, so and we're gonna finish anyway. up with it with a, with a gruesome one here. Oh yeah, the missing hide of the Morristown murderer. Missing hide of okay. a wealthy immigrant from France, Antoine LeBlanc, got his start in America by working for a moneyed Morristown family. Mm-hmm. He didn't like his new life as a peasant, and developed a plan to rob and kill his employers. Mm. He succeeded but was later convicted. On September 6th, 1833, Antoine was hung for the murder of the Sayre family. It was after his death when things got truly strange. Uh-huh. The town reveled in his hanging. His body was used for medical experiments, and his skin was allegedly made into leather souvenirs yeah, yeah. for local families. Okay. This was only a legend until 1995 when his death mask and coin purses made of a strange flesh were found in an old shed. <laughs> it is believed that wow. the remainder of his hide is hidden in homes throughout the Morristown area. I mean, again, if you don't know and you got some kind of heirloom or something how, to pass that, like... How bad did they hate this dude? I, I'm telling you. Like, like, like you, it's one thing to kill somebody, but... But then to literally, damn. yeah, that that's nuts, but... Again, We're going to make was, purses out of your ass, and, and not, literally. Was, yeah, it's something... Uh, and I can't remember. I uh, something uh, I had seen. It was kind of similar, not as much, but like where again, like it was like a wax museum, or no, it was like a Halloween attraction somewhere. They had uh, they had bald or some kind of thing, uh, like a wax figure, looked like, and ended up being like a real body. That's that's the plot of every wax, but no, but movie wax museum right. movie. Well, this was I knew, yeah, you're right. But no, this was actually a thing. I like someone who was who was running like a Halloween attraction, yeah. ended up buying. I, I don't know, it was at auction or what, but it was like a, a wax figure, and and it had it for like years. Yeah. And I guess it was decaying and fell off, and then it saw that it was like made up of bone and tissue. It was like, man, I've had this dead body here this whole time. Shit, people do, you know. Man. And it's just, yeah, you're right. Like, shit, people do. It's like, are are the shoes I'm wearing where they were once someone's elbow? You know, so it could have been an alligator. It could, yeah, well, that too. I mean, hey. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get close to uh, starting to wrap things up here, but I did want to mention a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks from now, we're going to have Dash Daring on to talk about mm. Blobfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep mentioning this. I keep throwing it out there. Um, tickets are on sale now at thecolonialtheater.com. 25 bucks gets you a ticket for the weekend. They have a whole Which isn't bad host all. of different events going on from Friday night all the way through Saturday, uh, Sunday night. 
uh, movies galore on Saturday and Sunday. Friday night is a lot of the um, uh, the events like the Miss Blobfest, and they have a tinfoil hat contest, and they have a screaming contest, and <laughs> they have uh, so it's, it's a whole cool. bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saturday night, Mr. Lobo is doing a, um, uh, uh, what do they call it? A spook show, Mm -hmm. a vaudeville show. Okay. Um, which we saw a couple years ago when I was up there. Um, but the whole, I mean, for 25 bucks, you get access to this for the whole weekend. It's a a whole week, like 25 freaking bucks. That is amazing to be able to like something to do, you know? And And, and I think they said they post every now and then on, on social media. I think they said they had, uh, or they have, I think it was last I saw was 19 states, um, people from 19 different states that oh, bought really? tickets. That's cool. To the virtual event. Um, last year, trying to beat their record. Last year, they had 32, I think he, I think he said. Okay, gotcha. So they're trying to beat their record right. for that. Plus, now, now they have people from Canada, too. Right. Now, because uh, I remember, obviously, last year, and think, cause, but the year before... Um, that was didn't you went up, you were up there for one of the days right or you went yeah, for the I was weekend up there for uh, Saturday afternoon that's yeah. right um yeah so uh, now is that something that you think or you haven't really sure yet oh I go back up there yeah once they do it live I'll go back up because I because that's something because I know the year that you went before I something happened but I because that's something I I yeah. want to do too oh, yeah. so I you know and, back up. once they do yeah. it live again which hopefully is going to be next year right yeah I'll be back with up. COVID everything you know because that's something yeah because tinfoil hat I mean that's <laughs> that's so awesome <laughs> and uh the, the last item here I'm, I'm gonna defer to you just got back to a seat too i'm gonna defer to, to michael toxic michael you're there He's now, I, I, yes there i go he's now getting himself I, I, uh you gotta you gotta pot even, yourself up brother he can't even, he can't even run his own Sorry, stuff i, I walked no, I'm just kidding. It, it figures i walk away from the booth for one time hey during, I, I waited during, for you during paradelphia i could have thrown and, you under the bus and thrown it to you when you were in the bathroom or you were in there eating a sandwich or whatever you were doing that's just what i now. do i go into the bathroom to eat a sandwich i just want nice. nobody to watch me while i shove things in my mouth hey, i don't yeah, know what your quirks are it's it says he he only shuts the door to use the bathroom when he is eating the sandwich yeah. So. Your food fetishes. No. So the reason I called this you in was uh, a weird turn. <laughs> the reason I called you in is uh, Toxic has a big event this weekend that they're covering down Atlantic City. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So celebrity boxing is going on. Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter is the top <laughs> billing fight for I this event. W- I can't wait for that. Uh, as of right now, because obviously I'm here in the studio. Jamie's here in the studio. We are not down there right now. Mm-hmm. But the Fishman, Lara. Uh, Godfrey from Taking It Deep with the Godfrey are all down there right now. I was watching online as they were getting footage from the weigh-in with uh, Chuck Liddell, Ice-T, um, like I said, Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom and so many other... other uh, Jeez, huge names there. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Wendy wow. Williams has confirmed that she will be sitting ringside tomorrow night for the fight. Wow. Uh, it is sold out. The highest uh, price ticket at the showboat. Uh, it's no longer the showboat hotel and casino, by the yeah. way, because it's just a hotel. Right. Cut the casino off. Just the showboat. <laughs> they, they have a giant arcade there now. Arcade and, and hotel. You guys yeah. might like this, by the way. I know I'm kind of going off track real fast, but I was there today, kind of there setting up uh, with all the equipment with the team, mm-hmm. and uh, they have like old school arcade, like Joust, really? And Centipede, and Pac-Man. That's awesome. Like, I'd be there for freaking hours, man. Oh right, my but god! Not even just like the the popular ones, like the old old school Defender ones. and Asteroids. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Right. yeah. Like it's not just like three. Dig and it's not. Oh like, my god! <laughs> they, they have the the original Super Mario Brothers, like from the arcade. Right. They have all this crazy stuff. 
and it's like a whole row. It's not just like three or four. And I, I started nerding out so much. <laughs> oh, like, God, like, yeah. Oh It'd be God. like, screw it, everything else going on. I'm it, like, here. It yeah. even goes even a step further to the arcades of the 90s, and we're talking about Mortal Kombat and The Simpsons and... Yeah. Um, like Zelda, like or uh, what was it? Driving game, yeah. Uh, uh, Grand Prix Auto or whatever. Yeah, it was called. They have all yeah. that stuff. It's yeah. crazy, but then they have the updated stuff like a VR. It, it is that's cool. It it's literally, like a, is Dave and Buster's wow. times ten. Yeah. It's like d- separated by decades and generations right. of games no, no, and it, stuff. Doug is one hundred percent correct. It really is like separated by decades, and you walk by, and the bartender there was telling me that they get all these bad reviews because they've got old arcades and i'm sitting there going bad what? reviews yeah who's who's not it, it, i mean obviously it's kids who don't know right. yeah what, what they don't is, know what they're doing they, exactly. they're used to the oculus and everything to sit there and use a joystick to well, go it around is, like, it is know, back to the future like, right like, that's yeah, it, back exactly, to the future. you gotta right. use your hands right. it's a baby's yeah. toy you right. gotta use your skills brother <laughs> yeah exactly yeah kids <laughs> like, have no skills you know and plus if you see people there you got older people in one section middle-aged in another section and you know but yeah. that's so freaking awesome wow. but it's really cool and and i mean i know i kind of nerded out more about that than the no, yeah, yeah. fight that's going on um i'll be but here no, so celebrity boxing damon feldman the ceo uh he actually did a podcast on toxic radio uh called celebrity boxing's uh redemption with damon feldman you can actually still get it we still do host that podcast you can go check it out um but also uh the fight will be tomorrow night exclusively on fight tv mm. uh, i think it's fight tv f-i-t-e fighttv.com but also you can get it on any uh local uh cable company that you got or through the internet uh it's going to be a hell of a fight we're going to be there covering it me Fishman, uh godfrey laura we're going to get all the exclusives so it's going to be a lot of fun i do have to ask you one question with this so are, are you going to do like a toxic ringside announcing for the fight like we, you know or, uh, anything, or can you been, not or we have not been permitted to do that okay that's why i was, well, I was but curious when, when godfrey was leaving the studio i did have him take with him mm-hmm. the toxic radio championship belt hey okay so i mean we weren't invited but the NWO wasn't invited to WCW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, Scott Hall and over. Kevin Nash and all them, they just, just kind of walking down. Over, so yeah. Right, right. I'm not saying we'll be in the ring. <laughs> yeah, you just hop in after whoever won but, and say, you're the new toxic champion. You I know? mean, it's just we like, have whatever. a belt. Look, and we have the means. Someone will bail you yeah. out eventually. Like I always say, you, you, uh, yeah. you don't ask permission, you ask for forgiveness. How many of those people actually have permission anyone? So. Absolutely. But so, no, but that's cool as it's hell. It's going to be a fun know? time. And not only that, the exposure toxic skin, but I mean, that's that's big, man, I'll tell you. All right. Yeah, definitely awesome stuff. So that's going to be a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we have a lot of stuff uh cooking this summer i know i've been talking to mike about some of the stuff i'm not gonna talk about it right now but there right. is some stuff on the on the uh mm-hmm. on the back burner there was a front burner i guess you'd say and even though we do have a whole summer to get through I, i'm i'm really with you know talking to you more and mike more i would love for us in october to maybe possibly at least get maybe to one on location or something yeah. you know oh, yeah. we'll, we'll figure you that know out, again yeah. we have time but you know just yeah, we'll but again we'll out. see but it would be great to get back all into that stuff so yeah um so yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be cool so next week we're gonna have jim matlock back on Mm. jim was on back in april talking about reincarnation Mm. and he's written a couple of books on the subject and he wrote a a book uh specifically about children and reincarnation Mm. and um 
that's going to be the topic next week. Awesome, yep. The week after that, again, we're going to have Dash Daring on, talking a little bit about Blobfest. And I'm not sure what the, what the larger topic is going to be that week, but mm-hmm. we're going to have Dash on, and he'll take up some of our uh, of our time there mm-hmm. talking about Blobfest and giving you guys the lowdown on, mm. on that whole event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the following week, if the schedule doesn't change, seven uh, one July first is going to be our three hundredth. Wow, that's and amazing. I have some plans for that. I'm not going to go into that right now. Awesome, but uh, but I have an idea of what what I want to do, and um, it's going to be something different than we've than we've done before. It's going to be kind of the same and yet different. Toxic funding us to go to this, Hawaii or something to broadcast. That our would be something, you know. So, but yeah, that would be something. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, so, we got uh, that coming up in about three weeks. And I do have one more thing, very quick, because I know we have to go. Just anybody listening who already, if not follows the Jumps team on Facebook, um, I am uh, have been. You know, keep your eye out on the Facebook page because I've been uh, doing a lot of stuff with an updated website for us it's kind of been outdated with everything uh keep your eye out because there's a lot of big stuff coming up with jumps i've been in the works of and uh you know just keep an eye much like everything else with paradelphia obviously page two mm-hmm. but uh yeah big things coming up and plus those investigations so all right it's almost like we were quarantined and now holy hell can't keep up not no more <laughs> not right. no more covid rock on not today covid it's gonna be my new middle name Call all right COVID. so uh again as far as uh social media we are at paradelphia on twitter mm-hmm. uh you can search paradelphia on facebook and you will find us there mm-hmm. toxic radio again uh at toxic radio live on twitter and again they are on facebook they are on instagram they are on youtube all uh, kinds of stuff all kinds of places hey, all you young kids whatever app you have on your phone i'm sure you'll find There's toxic radio new. somewhere toxic on tinder <laughs> swipe right <laughs> wow a toxic tinder can i date toxic you can just you too just the name you, you know too can I mean? date toxic <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we are going to wrap things up here. So for uh, Doug, for Mike, for Jamie in studio, I am Rick. We are Paradelphia, and Good. we are out of here. Good night, everybody. <laughs>